You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, New Year greetings from everyone at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, January the 5th. 2018. This is your weekly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual to kick off the new year is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Happy New Year to all. Uh, we've had a good start, and uh, you know our, our views looking forward here are pretty uh, pretty optimistic, so it's fun to get back and get at it again. Hey, and, and before we get at it, just for our American listeners, Sprott Money now carries Scottsdale Mint Products. In the USA, you can order today on our U.S. site at SprottMountain.com. Okay, Eric, we are off to a very good start here in 2017. Gold's been up 14 of the past 15 days, and it's up 1% to start the year. Silver's having a strong 2017 as well. What do you make of all of it? Well, I think for the most part, it's uh, dollar-related. The U.S. dollar's been very, very weak. Uh, you know, the economy's not really uh, showing great signs of doing anything, quite frankly. It's kind of coasting along. Uh, you have a new um, tax plan, which is going to increase the deficit considerably. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that the bond market has been weakened, I think lots of people know that uh, there's a high degree of uh, recklessness going on at the uh, federal government level. And people are losing confidence in currencies, and we see that in the the cryptocurrencies, we see it in, in precious metals, and I think we see it also in commodities. So uh, there's, a, there's a, a thing going on that uh, isn't normally explicable other than, a, I think, a malaise towards the U.S. currency. Well, and I would imagine that will continue most of this year. The dollar was down more than 10% last year, and it's obviously weak again this year. And the information we got this morning about the U.S. jobs report didn't seem to lend much strength to it either. No, it was quite weak. I mean, uh, 148,000 jo- uh, uh, jobs is not uh, very significant. Uh, of course, we've never really been believers in the, the numbers that are provided out there. And, uh, you know, the uh, wage growth is anemic. Uh, inflation is way higher than they suggested. So it's very difficult for the U.S. consumer to kind of hold it together here. Eric, let's get back to that weak dollar because it's starting to spill over into the commodity sector whether you're looking at copper or crude oil, which are probably the two most important commodities, or just a general basket of them as measured by the CRB index, many of them are breaking out, moving higher. Uh, that, you would think, would spill over to the metals, particularly silver, if that trend continues. Do you agree with that notion? And, and it is happening, and I might even highlight uh, palladium, which hit an all-time high here uh, just in the last few days. Um, and I just think that there's been so much money made betting against the U.S. dollar in a sense, and and I'm using cryptocurrencies as my example of that. The fact that they've just exploded, the fact that the dollar's fallen 10%, the fact that most commodities seem to be moving up here, you would think that people are sensing a a definitive play here. It's an anti-U.S. dollar play, and most things are working. So, yes, I do fully expect that the pressure metal, particularly silver and gold, and maybe silver more than gold, um, would be huge participants in, in any anti-US dollar really going forward here. Do, do you get a sense, Eric, it's a little bit like 2009 and 2010 when the QE programs first began and the markets began to anticipate uh, inflation that never really came? 
Uh, are the markets anticipating inflation? Again, these commodities markets, are, is that what's starting to drive them? Uh, and again, could we be setting up, I mean, gold had its best year since 2010 in 2017. Could we be setting up that type of a return again? Well, there's big moves. I mean, there's big moves. Uh, look at palladium. I think it was up over 50% last year. Uh, lead and zinc was strong. Copper was strong. There's uh, the oil. Uh, oil's gone from a low. What was a low? $25 or something? That's over 60 now. So we've had some big, big moves here, and people who have participated in them uh, become believers, right? It's like the cryptocurrency thing is goes up so much that people become believers, and they just keep throwing things at it. So I think it's uh, very much uh, likely to continue, particularly with you know the day-after-day weakness of the U.S. dollar. It just can't seem to catch a bid here. And I think for obvious reasons that there's the economy's not so good, the uh, the chaos in Washington is ever present. I mean, there's not a day that something crazy doesn't seem to happen in Washington. So I think you know the the, the belief in the currency is is quickly diminishing. Eric, let's just take a few minutes this morning before we wrap up to discuss this uh, exchange for physical phenomenon. Let's call it that's taking place uh, off of the Comex uh, in this transfer of the futures to physical. You know, if you 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 started mentioning this about a month ago, and I was reluctant to get too interested in it because I didn't really have data. I didn't know if if a surge in EFPs was common in December, um, and I didn't know you know what kind of size was important. Uh, but now the size has gotten to be overwhelming, and so we really got to start to pay more attention to this. Again, we're talking to, we're talking about something called an EFP. This is something that the C, if you can go to the CME Group website and look this up. It's exchange. It's under the, the category heading Exchange for Related Positions. An exchange for physical, again, according to the CME group, is a position, you're taking a position in the underlying physical instrument, in this case, gold or silver, for a corresponding futures position. <clears throat> so what we're seeing is movement of futures contracts off of, <clears throat> excuse me, off of the COMEX exchange in New York and onto what appears to be London because there's not volume, there's not uh, metal stored in the vaults in, in Hong Kong. To manage this amount of exchange. Since you first mentioned this to me, Eric, back in uh, late November, I've been keeping track of this for five weeks. Over just the past five weeks, the total amount of COMEX contracts that have been transferred off the exchange in this exchange for physical process is now 322,355. That, if you do the math at 100 ounces per contract, is over 32 million ounces, which means we are now over a thousand metric tons of gold that has been delivered, if you want to call it that, through this exchange for physical process in just the last five weeks. Now, that's a big, long entry to get your thoughts, but I wanted to bring everybody up to speed on what's going on here, because really, we don't know what's going on here other than this data. Yeah, it's it's been shocking, actually, and, and I might even point out that I think the trend so far in 18 is even larger quantities. Um, we're almost doing a million ounces a day of gold that's being transferred over. I think it's like 800 odd thousand, 850, something like that. And we're about 10 million ounces of silver every day. Well, these are just gigantic numbers in the world of uh, precious metals. And we only produce a billion ounces of, of uh, silver in a year. Well, if you do three, 250 business days times 10 million, that's two and a half times 
the amount of silver we produce. Same with gold. We do 80 million ounces a year. Well, you can't be doing a million ounces over 250 days, but that's the first uh, three business days of this year. That's exactly what's happened. So, uh, it, And it's a new phenomenon. It's not something that I've seen before. And the gentleman named Harvey Organ kind of pointed that out in his, his blog, and it just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's really no valid explanation for why all this would happen. And if we're to take it at its at its base surface, it means that we're transferring the obligation to deliver the physical over in London. Well, those amounts are just impossible to deliver here, and maybe the whole fraud of the COMEX is unwinding. It's hard to know, but it's something that we got to keep on the front burner here and uh, keep watching uh, very carefully. Just for a little more background... Uh, last year, a guy by the name of Ronan Manley, who works for a company called Bullion Star, wrote an article trying to figure out how much gold was in the LBMA vaults. And he found out that as the end of the first quarter last year, the LBMA reported about 7,400 metric tons of gold being stored in eight sets of vaults locations. But the Bank of England has about 5,100 tons of that. So that leaves us, oh, about what, 2,400 tons of unencumbered, if you will, gold that's not in the Bank of England vaults. Well, Nick Laird then at Gold Charts R Us found out that about 1,500 tons were held in the various ETFs that are back, you know, the custodians are HSBC and JP Morgan. So now if you subtract out the 1510, you're left with 858 metric tons of gold stored in the LBMA vaults that are outside of the Bank of England vaults and not held by the ETFs, 858 Tons of gold. That's all that the LBMA has. It's not already assigned someplace else. And again, the COMEX has transferred a thousand metric tons through this exchange for physical process in just the last five weeks. I mean, this this dog don't hunt, Eric. <laughs> well, it's astounding. I mean, the numbers are just totally uh, uh, out of this world. And uh, it, it's very difficult to explain. I haven't really had an explanation for it. Some people suggest it's just a way of the banks uh, squaring up the books uh, somewhere off the COMEX, which is still very difficult to, um, to to see how that would literally happen. So, um, as I say, it's something we got to be careful of, and maybe it partially explains why gold's been that strong over that uh, over that five or six week period post the Fed decision. And certainly, for the last three weeks, it's been quite strong. Yes. And one last thing. You mentioned palladium. Palladium moving out now to new all-time highs. At the same time, the actual physical stocks of palladium are moving toward new all-time lows. You know, the banks play the same game in palladium as they do in platinum, gold, and silver, where they try to make a market through uh, naked shorts and stuff like that. It'll be an interesting experiment here, uh, Eric, to see how that works out over the next couple of weeks, too. Well, you and I talked about palladium, and I kind of use it as maybe a market because it's probably the smallest of the precious metals markets uh, where, you know, it's, it's fine to say you can uh, keep it under control with the paper, but then when, when somebody finally asks for delivery of a commodity that's kind of in short supply, uh, your paper game's over. So uh, I watch palladium to see if maybe it might start, you know, some kind of, action in the other metals and i would guess it would might go from uh, palladium to platinum to silver to gold that sort of thing so it's it's somewhat playing out that way and uh, again something we have to keep our eye on because that's that's a very small market um i mean if, if the speculators ever want to get in there and try it literally uh, 
buy up the inventory. I mean, it could, you could have a dramatic shortage overnight almost. Yeah. I tell you what, put it all together. We've got a very interesting year ahead. Heck, Eric, we've got a very interesting January ahead. So I look forward to speaking with you again next week and seeing where the road has taken us in just the next few days. Let's hope it continues to be as much fun as it's been for the last three weeks. Let's hope so. Uh, and for now, I guess we'll wrap up. Thank you, Eric, for your time. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And on your way out, please check out the storage page at SprottMoney.com. You can get a month free storage for your precious metal if you go there today. SprottMoney.com for more info. Again, Eric, thanks for your time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.